Hi, and welcome to the Burning Ones podcast. Our desire is to see people all around the world burn for one name, Jesus. We pray that you experience the love and power of Him through this journey. Thank you for joining us, and may burning witnesses arise. So crazy that you just read that scripture and specifically that verse because I was over there wrestling with the Lord about doing what he wanted me to do. And I was like, okay, you've confirmed it five times, but I'm not going to do it. So, um, but you just actually confirmed it. Um, At the beginning of this morning, um, the Lord gave me a few just pictures and words for some of the leaders in the house here. And this is not how I roll. This is not usually how I flow, but I'm just going to be obedient. Um, First, Caesar, I saw something for you as we were in worship earlier this morning. And I just, I just want to be obedient to release it over you. As you were leading, I saw camel hair like a river and it was going. And as the camel hair was following this current, there was an arrow that was actually pointing it where to go. And I just felt like the Lord wanted me to encourage you as John the Baptist, as there was different and weird and strange and misunderstandings with the way that the Lord had called him, um, that that's actually what God is doing with you. And I actually saw as the current was going, it then broke and it became a waterfall. And I actually heard Psalm 42 over you. that as those waves, as you are obedient to even being in the isolation of misunderstanding at times, like just to go with it, like to go with what God is doing because you're preparing a way for others to break into the waterfalls. And that's where the songs in the night comes forth. And that's where all of the deep places that he's done in you is actually made accessible to others. And so, God, I thank you for Caesar. Lord, I thank you um, for just the raw obedience to you to follow after you, even if it's different. And at times others call it weird. God, it may be strange, but Lord, I thank you, Lord, that he's leading away, Lord, in the obedience of what you've called him to do, to break into things that others will have access to. Lord, there's water to be found, the places that you lead him to. So Lord, I thank you, Lord, just even the deeper places that you're calling him into, Lord, that you're calling him out of the night season, Lord, to release the songs of the Lord. And so Lord, I bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I also saw something for Brooke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was so strange. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Um, But I think it's just interesting that you're coming next. Um, But I actually saw your mouth. It's going to sound so weird. I saw your mouth as a flat iron. And I felt like the Lord was saying, like, when you speak, the anointing comes. And even though it's hot and it's heated and it may seem like really uncomfortable to even deliver it and for others to receive, that it's actually straightening ways for people to actually obey. And I just feel like even as you speak, like just to be free, to be yourself, like it's what's needed. Like there may be some messy things that need to be straightened out like for others in the room. And as hard as it may be to deliver it in heat, because it's, it's hot, like it's hot to apply. If you've been burnt by a flat iron, it's hot, it does not feel good. Um, And it leaves a mark, but a a lasting mark to actually change people's lives. So I just bless Brooke. I'm excited to hear what she has to bring. Um, And then also for you, Pastor Andrew, I saw a triangle, and I saw in the triangle branches coming forth. Um, And I felt like the Lord was saying that he's given you a divine order in which to build in. And it's actually the order that's actually going to birth the kingdom family that I feel like you've had a vision for. 
Um, but I feel like at times it's been hard for you to actually step into that fully. Not that you haven't been obedient, but just to fully give yourself over to it because you've seen order done in wrong ways. And so I feel like you've shied away at times, but I feel like the Lord just wants you to know like there's a divine order he's given you. It's come from him and just to step in it because it's a kingdom family that he's even building. And I just feel like you've been building, but you haven't seen anything yet. Like I, I just saw them shooting up, like going higher. And as you do it with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that he's going to order your steps. He's going to continue to protect you. And he actually is going to build the things that you've seen. So I just bless you for that. So yes. Okay. There's one more, but I, I got to get back into this for a moment. So I didn't get to come in 2018. Mike and what? 2000. Was it 19? So I wasn't pregnant or was I pregnant? I can't keep count anymore. We have five kids, so it's like, was it was 2019? So I wasn't pregnant. Okay, anyways, that still counts. We have four kids. So at that point, I couldn't come. Like, there was, I don't even remember exactly what was happening, but there was things happening, and I couldn't come, and I couldn't be here. Um, but I wanted to be here, so I get to come this year. And as I came in, and just even, like, just thanking the Lord, like, for this opportunity, um, I don't take it lightly. Um, I'm not a speaker in my own fleshly definition of what a speaker is. I am not a speaker, but I'm just, I've been in a season of learning to just yield and obey God. And it's been seasons that he's just been stretching me and doing something on the inside. So even when the invitation came, I just felt like I couldn't say no, even though everything inside of me wanted to say no. Like the Lord is like, I'm, I'm calling you. Um, so even just your words just was really encouraging to me. So I didn't get to come, um, but I came, and Crystal actually, like, felt like the Lord, like, put you on my heart, like, in a, because I remember not being able to come in that season, um, wanting to say yes, but not being able to say yes, like, where I was, but I just, I felt your heart, and I just felt like it's been a struggle um, to say yes in the days that you've been in, and I feel like every day you've had to wake up and make a choice just to say yes to the things that he has. he's asked you once again, um, just even in the mundane and the ordinary um, places that he's had you, you've had to say yes, and I just feel like the Lord wants you to know that there's more being done on the deep places and insides of you that you can even see right now, and every day that you get up and you make the choice to say yes once again, like here I am, Lord, like do what you want to do, that it's going to be that much more greater of the impact that he's going to use you for, not just for your house, not just for this house, but for your city. Um, I feel like there's a lot of dreams on the inside of you that you've yet to see fulfilled. Um, and it's been your yes that's actually put you in the place where you feel like you're further away from it. Um, but I feel like he's saying, like, continue to say yes. Like, there's power that's coming through your submission and what you've allowed him to do in this. So, God, I just bless this couple. Lord, I bless these pastors. God, I thank you um, for the deep wells that they are. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they are digging in this city, in this region. Lord, I thank you that they're digging to see something that's yet been seen before. And so, Lord, I ask, Lord, just even over this house, I just proclaim, Lord, that they are going to strike water, Lord, that your water is going to begin to flow, Lord, that there is going to be an outpouring of your spirit upon this place. And so, God, I just pray for the faithfulness of your pastors that you place here. Encourage them, God. Raise them up. Help them to stand firm in this day that we live in, God. I thank you for the body that stands behind them, Lord, for the ways that they're going after you for deeper things and greater ways. And so, Lord, I thank you. 
I thank you that what you're doing this weekend is beyond what we can even see in the natural. I thank you that what you're doing this weekend goes beyond what we can even see in the spirit because, Lord, our eyes and our minds can't even comprehend what you're doing. But, God, we say we submit and we yield in this place. We thank you for the word of the Lord, and we thank you that it prevails. And so, Lord, I thank you for strengthening each of us. Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you would continue to give me the words. Um, God, that you would make it crystal clear, Lord, that you would penetrate our hearts, Lord. Holy Spirit, that you would do the work that you desire to do in this place. May we not hold anything back from you, but may you receive all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so just for a few minutes, um, I do feel like the Lord has given me something very specific um, out of the season that we've been in. And so 2019, I said we have five kids. 2019, we had four at the time. Um, I was done at three. I wanted no more. I was very, like, bold with the Lord. Like, it was an absolute no. Um, And for a year, he came crashing into my heart and into my life through others, through dreams, and just desiring for me to have another one, um, and specifically a son, Isaiah. So Finally, after a year, yes, it took a year to like yield and submit and say, yes, Lord, like have your way. Um, I thought that was like, okay, like I answered that, like praise the Lord, we're done, we're good, like four is great. Um, But then he started immediately after I had Isaiah speaking again about another, about a little girl. And I was like, Lord, like what is happening? Like we've just gone through all of this, but he was so persistent and it didn't take me as long that time to say yes and to yield. Um, But it kind of thrust me into a season um, of deep pain, um, of having to believe the Lord for something that he said um, when I didn't understand what was happening. And so we said yes, I got pregnant, um, and I went through my first miscarriage. So we lost. We felt like the the Lord was speaking about a little girl, and I I lost her. Um, So it was a very hard season of trusting the Lord because, again, like it's, it's one thing to know, to feel like you have desires and to go after them. And it's another thing to feel like the Lord comes crashing in with his desires and yet circumstantially something else happens and it's like, Lord, but wait, like you said this. Like, what does this mean? Like, you said this. Like, how do I keep believing when you spoke something and yet I don't see it in the natural here with me? Um, And so it was a really difficult season for us. At that time, Mike had broke his back. Um, He had a fractured back, so he was laid out. Um, We went through this miscarriage, and it was a really, really difficult season. But I remember um, we were together and crying and just crying out to the Lord. And it's like, God, like, this is is not okay. Like, I, I don't understand this place that we're in because you spoke this. Like, you said this to us. Like, we don't have hope in this anymore because this is what you said. It's not even something that I desired. This is your desire. So why was it taken from me? And why do I experience loss now? And I remember the Lord spoke to both of us, and he said, you can grieve, but you must still believe. And it was like those words were so hard, but yet they were so comforting. It's like, how do you continue to believe whenever you're grieving? Like there's been loss, there's been pain, there's been something that deeply on the inside of you has penetrated you. And I remember in that moment, like with everything that we even had in the moment, we just said like, okay, Lord, like we're going to believe even in the midst of this. Um, Miraculously, three and a half weeks later, so I go to the doctor, they're like, you're pregnant you are no longer pregnant, like you had a miscarriage. So three and a half weeks later, there was complications, things going on in my body. I'm like, I'm 
like this is not cool. Like I thought it was still, you know, complications from the pregnancy, um, from the miscarriage. So I go back to the doctor and they run all their tests. They do all their things. And he's like, there's nothing wrong. You're actually pregnant. He's like, I have no idea how you're pregnant, but you're pregnant. And I was like, okay, like, how does that even happen? Like the way my body, it wasn't even healed from what previously happened. So I thought, um, but yet here miraculously three and a half weeks later, they're telling me I'm pregnant again. Um, so God in his graciousness allowed us to have belief when all odds of hope was stacked up against us. Um, and the Lord has really highlighted, I don't know who this is for this morning, um, but Romans 4.18 says, In hope against hope, Abraham chose to believe, so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. And we know the story of Abraham, and we know that there was many natural circumstances that were up against him to actually believe, to actually have hope, and to believe the word of the Lord over his life. But it was natural circumstances. We know that he was old. He was of old age. Um, Sarah was old. She laughed at the Lord, um, considering how crazy it could be a word to come to her that she would bear a child um, in her barrenness and her old age. But yet it says that Abraham, against all hope, chose to believe um, and I, I just felt it really encouraging that there's at times natural circumstances that stand in the way of what God has spoken. Um, there are natural things that we actually encounter that come in the way of what God is doing, but yet we still need hope to believe against all odds, against all things that would actually make Abraham not believe that this is possible. He actually had to make a choice to believe. Um, but I also want to highlight to you, David, in Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14, David's cry is, I would have despaired, I would have lost all hope, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And now we have David who's making a declaration that he's at a place where he is going to despair, he's going to lose heart, he's going to lose hope unless he believed that he would see the goodness of the Lord. But now the interesting thing about David is David was anointed as king, as we know, like in Samuel, he, he was a man after God's own heart. We heard that this morning. David was anointed at, as king, but yet sent back into the ordinary ways of life. But then we know that there was an enemy and an adversary out to kill his destiny. So here we have Abraham, who by natural resources, natural circumstances, the destiny on his life that the Lord spoke to him is out to be killed. Like it's just, it's not going to happen without the Lord. And then we have David, who was literally anointed as king, words spoken over his life. You're going to be this. But yet then he was thrust into a season where there was an enemy and an adversary being sent to chase him and kill him, to kill the very destiny and the words spoken over over him by the Lord. So we each have a process and a place that we're found in um, that we actually all in this room have to believe. It, give, it eliminates all the excuses. Like it takes away all the excuses that we could bring before the Lord that says like, no, against all hope, I have to believe. We have Abraham naturally, but we have David who by an enemy and an adversary sought to, was sought to be killed. But yet each of them had been placed in preparation by waiting. They each had a process that they had to go through in order to wait for the promise that God had spoke to be fulfilled. 
both were on the edge of losing all hope. And in 2012, um, I was in another season where I grew up as a pastor's kid, and Mike and I, Mike got saved in my dad's church, and um, we got married there. We were doing ministry there. We were climbing the totem pole to be the lead pastors of the work and just to fulfill the shoes that had been laid out, you know, just the way it had always been sought to be done, um, just in the ways of wanting to pass the torch, my father wanting to hand it over to us to lead the church. But we were in a season where we just felt like that's not what the Lord was saying to us. There was things that God had spoken over us that we just felt like was not to be in that position at that time. And the Lord sent us to um, Charlotte, North Carolina to be under the leadership of Bob Gladstone for a season. And we left all excited, like, yes, like, praise God, like, this is exciting, like, we're going to fulfill this purpose and this destiny that's been spoken over our life. Um, But then we were thrust into a season of just being stripped of everything and anything that we could even attach to the dreams and the words and the the words fulfilled by the Lord. Um, So we were in this season, and this is where Romans 4.18 really became like an anchoring for me. It's actually a tattoo that I have because I we were in a season where I was being so stripped down to even like there was no more believing for me. I actually even say like this is the season where I felt like I actually found the Lord because I had been stripped so down from religion, from traditions, from ideas, from concepts that I made in my own head and all these things, this trajectory that I had for my life being attached to what I felt like the will of the Lord was. And here I was not seeing any of it. And it didn't make make any sense to me. And so I was just like, Lord, like, I don't even know if I can believe in you anymore. Like, that's how raw and how vulnerable and how broken I was in this season. And this is where Romans 4.18 came to life for me. Because it felt like everything was against us. It felt like we were never going to make it. But yet, the Lord was like, will you choose to believe? And praise God for his graciousness. Praise God for his long-suffering. Praise God for the preparation and the waiting. Because if we had to have just gone and done and been what we thought we were, we would be so lost right now. Like, praise God for the preparation and waiting. Like, there's such, if you're in a season of waiting, which we all are, we're waiting the return of the Lord. Like, there's preparation that's happening right now. Like, we should be setting our lives up to be prepared um, for his coming. But praise God, he didn't give us over to our desires and our plans and our purposes. Like, praise God for his will that far exceeds anything that we could do. Like, he's so good. And if you're in a season of waiting, and you feel like you're in a place where it's like all hope has been lost. Like there's nothing left in me that can even believe anymore. Let me just tell you, you're at a good place. As long as you can give it to God, as long as you can take him one more day, one more time, wake up one more day, like, okay, God, yes, again, like here I am. Like there's nothing that I can do. And it's those moments that he's like, okay, like now we have something to work with. And I feel like this is even just a beautiful picture of the church right now. Like just in the, in the preparation of the bride, like we see in Matthew 25, it speaks of the 10 virgins. We have 10 of them who are pure, like they're right. They're the ones that have been chosen, but yet five of them choose 
to do what they're supposed to do and five do not. We're in a season of preparation and waiting. Like there is a, there's a time right now to actually be prepared in what God is doing. And how do we be prepared? We continue to believe and have hope. We continue to allow God to work these things on the inside of us and to awaken us to his will, his purposes. We continue to allow ourselves to go deeper in intimacy, to have the oil that's necessary to burn in this day that is dark. Like these are the days that we're living in. I just want to read Proverbs 19, 15. Because if we lose hope and we fall asleep and we get lazy, it says that laziness, unmindful of the opportunity before us, casts us into a deep sleep. And an idle man will suffer hunger. And this is the problem in, in the day that we're living in. We're not being attentive to our hearts. We're not being attentive to what God is doing in the, in the place of preparation. And like I said, there's many reasons why. There may be things that we know that the Lord has spoken that we've yet to see. We know that we're living in dark days. It's hard right now just to be that light that God has asked us to be. But it's saying that right now is the time. Now is the most opportune time to actually believe, not to get lazy, not to get idle, but actually to go for him in everything. Against all things, Lord, I'm going to come for you. Against all things, I'm going to come for you. Against all things, I'm going to come for you. Time and time and time again. Because the enemy is out. He's seeking. He is desiring to sift us. He's desiring to cause us to stumble. He's desiring for us to get off track because he understands a people that actually would prepare themselves in, a, in the waiting, that actually find the one who's worth waiting for, not necessarily the thing that he's said and it's attached to, but the one that's worth waiting for. He understands that there's going to be a great day that's coming when the supplies, when the skies crack open and Jesus returns. He's going to have a people who are prepared and who are ready. But at times, and our self-righteousness and our own ideas of purity, we can miss our opportunity. And just hear me for a minute. We as the church, there were 10 pure virgins, but five of them actually took the word of the Lord and five did not. And the five that didn't, they were all, they all got sleepy. It says that they all fell into a slumber. So again, none of us are, are exempt from this place. None of us are exempt. You see ministers on the stage. We're not exempt from falling slumber or being idle or being lazy in this day. We all have a responsibility. But it says when he called for them to come out, and I love the Passion Translation, to have an encounter with him, there were five that did not get the oil that was necessary in the day that they lived in. And they miss the moment of opportunity. So I really feel like just to encourage you today that there's so much more working. It's not just about a personal word that you've received. It's not just about a personal place that you are in. The very thing that you're in is fulfilling the word of the Lord and his will over your life. And it's actually becoming a testimony for others that we serve around us. It's, it's readying them as well. There's a declaration coming and a day coming when all will have to bow their knees and give an account to the Lord. Like, who have you chosen to follow after? And I just feel like just in this place, like we're, we're supposed to be producing oil. We're supposed to be producing oil, but I do feel like many have lost hope and lost heart because of personal reasons, because of words, because of disappointments, because of not understanding the Lord's heart fully. 
Maybe it's natural circumstances. Maybe it's onslaught from the enemy and warfare that's coming after you, trying to kill the destiny over your life. But there's one thing that's worth it in this hour and in this day. It's actually being a people who will be awake, that will actually be awake and be prudent to actually go and to actually have oil, to actually burn in this hour and in this day, to actually believe that the Lord is coming, that he's returning, and that there is a necessary preparation even now that we have to take. And so that's really what I felt this morning, is just to actually like search our hearts. And if I can have the worship team come back. Can we just take a moment just to search our hearts before the Lord? The Lord needs our lives in this day and in this hour. I feel like there are those in the room today You feel like the Lord has spoken something over your life. And because it hasn't come to pass the way that you felt like it should, that it's left you in an idle place, it's left you in a place of misunderstanding of the Lord, it's left you in a place to not believe him, And I feel like there are those who have been on a track of doing everything right. And you feel like you've done what's necessary, but yet you're not seeing the, the things that you desire to see. You felt like you've lived your life in the right way. You felt like you've been on a certain trajectory with the Lord. but yet you're still not in the place where the dreams and the will and the vision that he's given you is aligning. But I just feel like we need to take a minute and just allow our hearts to be searched. The promise is not about a thing, it's about a person. The promise leads us to the person. And that person is seeking to save a bride, a people that he longs to come back for. And I feel like so many times our eyes are just so fixed on ourselves, it's so fixed on our own pain that we actually won't give ourselves over to him fully to allow him to work and to do the things that he wants. So let's just take a minute. Let's just allow the Lord. I was just recently in a moment with the Lord and just even the story I told you about losing a baby. And the Lord said, you can grieve, but you have to believe. And so we believed, and you know, three and a half weeks later, finding out we were pregnant again, it was so exciting. We were excited. We were thankful. We have a little boy now, Elijah. And it was so exciting. And you know, you get in the, in the busyness of life and everything. And I felt like I was in a good place. 
But just a few weeks ago, the Lord brought back up pain and places that I, I wasn't fully healed from. And it wasn't even anything that I intentionally knew about. It wasn't even anything that I knew was there. So these moments are so important to allow the Lord to search us. Because if you hear anything today, it's even if all odds are stacked up against you, you still have to believe. There's such a process of believing. There's such a process of preparation and the waiting for the things that he says. It's doing more on the inside of us that we can even imagine. So maybe there's things this morning that you didn't even know were there. We just want to give the, the Lord space and time right now just to minister. Because the hour is getting darker. The day seems to be becoming dimmer. But God needs a people who are actually going to burn and to be a light. He needs one who are not just pure, but actually are working and doing the things necessary for the oil so that it can burn bright and it can burn pure and that it can be lasting when he calls. So thank you, Holy Spirit, even now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, even now coming and resting on your people. Holy Spirit, I just have words, but Lord, we need you even now to come and to do the work on the inside. God, we thank you for the truth of your word. Lord, we thank you for the truth of who you are, Lord, that comes and invades. Lord, the places that we may not even know are still broken and need a, and heal, need a need of healing, God. The pain, Lord, that may be on the inside, even from things and disappointments of you not coming the way that we thought that you were coming. Lord, the ten virgins, Lord, they, be, they became tired because they didn't know when you were coming back. But, Lord, your word says that we are not to know, Lord, the times when you are coming. We are just supposed to be faithful and obedient. So, God, I thank you that even now that you're stirring hearts. You're stirring hearts. You're stirring hearts, God. Lord, I thank you for the word. Lord, for the word that's resting over people's lives, Lord, that's attached to destiny and purpose. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the alignment that's coming even now, Lord. Lord, whatever's been standing in the way to allow them to believe you, Lord, I pray that even now, Lord, that you will begin to deal with it. Lord, that you would push it out of the way, Lord, so that we can be aligned with what you're doing. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. couldn't see he believed what you spoke to him 
against all hope, against all things, Abraham chose to believe. Even when he couldn't see, he still believed. David, don't lose heart. Don't despair. Your eyes will see the living God. Oh, David, I've anointed you even now. Your destiny will prevail because it's aligned with me. Oh, we choose to believe you. Oh, we choose to believe you. Oh, we choose to believe you. We take you at your word, God. We won't be lazy at night, oh. No, we be we prepare our oil. Oh, we prepare our oil. Jesus, Jesus. I just want to invite you if anything that I said this morning, I feel like this is a personal response to the Lord. Um, I don't feel like this is something that anyone can lay their hands on you. But I feel like this is a face-to-face -face encounter with the Lord. You have to choose to believe. You have to choose to cast off idleness. To actually prepare the place of oil once again. To be the altar that he can burn on. To be the altar and the candle that he can actually light and consume. So I just invite you to come. And just in worship, to just lay at the feet of Jesus. Not forsaken, not forgotten. You're not forsaken, not forgotten. His word is true. His word is true. Not forgotten, not forsaken. His word is true. So we choose to believe you, God. We choose to believe you, God. Even though we're grieving. Oh, we still believe. God, I ask even now for a tasting and a seeing of your goodness, even in this moment. Lord, I ask you to come and give yourself once again. Lord, the hope that we find is in you, Jesus. So God, I ask for you to come again. Lord, for an experience of tasting and seeing the goodness of the Lord. Lord, that we will see this place, Lord, in the land of the living, just as David, God, that you would stir our hearts, O oh Lord. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We pray that it has fanned into flame the love that you have for him. If you would like more information about Burning Ones, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Follow us on social media 
visit our website, burningones.org, or download our app.